Welcome, everybody, yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you all enjoying your day, sweet. If not, what the hell ever. I have to keep doing this just to see this show out. It is now time for the February 9, 2013 episode of Saturday Morning Slam. Three more months worth of episodes to go, and I can finally say that I'm done with this nightmare show. So, show opens by announcing that the big attraction match today... We will see Kofi Kingston and Brodus Clay team up to face the primetime players, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. Couldn't remember at first how long it had been since Brodus Clay was on the show outside of the early episodes, and I'll get back to that in just a bit. Video packages are trying to hype up the match, but it's failing me. I, I, I don't care. Every time we see the primetime players, it's always something about Darren Young's afro. Oh, you mess with my hair. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. So already starting now, they're doing the tag match, and Titus, upon entering the stage area, has a microphone in his hand. He's blowing the whistle, and he's throwing a flag, yellow flag down like a referee in a football game, like personal foul against WWE Universe for not acknowledging them as the best tag team at that point. So does that mean everybody at that point already had to point one finger in the air and all that crap? And then Darren just look around, he's like, yeah, what he said. And he's like, that's all I got. Like, don't contribute if you're just going to immediately Im- like mimic exactly what he's saying. Yeah, what he said, I agree with that, even though I can't repeat it because I have no clue what he said. And then Titus is shaming the WWE Universe saying, You all expect us to take pictures with your stupid kids. Darren's like, then Darren quotes the sweep round line saying, Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, why? Why do we need these real-life references brought up? I know kids are probably going to understand the line, but they're probably not going to understand the context behind that line going around because it involves bronchitis. And we find out that Heath Slater is the guest commentator with uh, Josh Matthews there for the show. And then I had to look it up while Brodus was doing his entrance and saw that his last match was a couple months prior to this episode. Because this was taped around like mid-February, or sorry, mid-January. And his last match on Saturday Morning Slam was like a few months prior Still, I'm not hyped because I'm not a Brodus Clay fan, personally. So, tag match goes underway. Kofi and Darren start the match, and Darren stops Kofi from sliding under his legs like that baseball slide when they're doing the whole drop-down leapfrog spot in the middle of the ring. And Kofi ends up making him eat a twisting back elbow. And then, of course, when Brodus gets tagged in, Darren, I'm sure y'all have seen that spot where, like, the heels, like, one of them is sliding on his knees and is, like, hugging his tag team partner saying, Nate, please don't hurt me. But instead, Darren jumps up in the corner and, like, hugs Darren's, like, or Titus, and he's like, protect me, protect me. It's like, you're still in the ring. Brodus can still lay a hand on you, dude. That's not protection. So, we see some of Brodus' offense on Darren happen and everything like that, but some of it gets missed because we get the camera cut, like, treatment focusing on Cameron and Naomi. Brodus with some action. Can't tell you what he did. It's just like, oh, here's Cameron and Naomi. Look at the ladies. Don't care. Darren also gets launched out of the ring, and Titus is blowing his whistle, saying, Timeout. This is bullshit. This is not football. You can't call for a timeout. And then Kobe gets tagged in. Brodus gets on all fours, kind of like what Matt Hardy does for the that uh, poetry in motion move. Kobe launches off him to a somersault plunge of the outside to lead into the break, and primetime players don't do a good job catching him. Just like the Miz does whenever anybody flies at him. So we come back from the break, and Kofi, he's about ready for trouble in paradise, but Darren gets out of the way as we return, and then he tags in Titus upon getting in the ring, so they do that whole run out of the ring and, like spot, so that was like, uh, Chase, you're at run tag and all that shit. Titus gets some offense on Kofi, and then Darren gets back in. They both do a sh- double shoulder block and an elbow drop, whatever. 
Titus gets back in again. He does, like, this side lift spine buster to Kofi or whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. And it just shows that Kofi's luck in 2013 was really low at this point when he's getting dominated by the primetime players. I mean, I know I covered his 2013 run, but my God. Then Kofi gets backed into the corner when he gets put in a bear hug. Darren tags back in. And then once he gets Kofi to the corner, he tries that whole three-point stance charge, you know, like with uh, kind of what Hacksaw Jim Duggan does. But Kofi gets out of the way, so Darren needs the corner. Then Titus and Brodus both get tagged in, and the crowd goes blah, because Kofi is easily more over than Brodus. We get that running stinger splash knockoff to Titus, and then whatever he does next to Titus, the camera cut misses again because we have to focus on the ladies. And then Darren breaks up the pin afterwards at a two. Kofi jumps in with a springboard crossbody to take Darren out of the match, and then Brodus screams, Call my mama! And gets a running splash on Titus to win. Because for some reason we need to have theatrics before somebody does some kind of running move to a downed opponent in the ring. We see it with LA Knight with the elbow drop. We see it with The Rock with the elbow drop. MVP with the bowling stuff. Kofi with the boom drop. All that stuff. Like, what is it with the with wrestlers having to do this whole showboating thing before doing a move to somebody who's just laying there in the middle of the ring before they run off the ropes? That doesn't really make the move more impactful. Then post-match, you do the whole thing of kids dancing in the ring with Kofi, the Funkadactyls, and Brodus. <sighs> I just want to die. I can't stand that type of stuff. But then afterwards, well, right before the break, we learned that we're also getting Justin Gabriel versus Kurt Hawkins to close the show. Let's face the facts. This is a predictable match right here. All right, no pun intended. And then after the commercial break, the they're doing a recap of what happened with that tag match. The announcer post-commercial break says... Kofi and Brodus should keep teaming after the success. I'm like, why? Why bother? Like, we know what's going to happen with Brodus after this, because he's going to start teaming with Tensai, a.k.a. Sweet Tea. So, like, why why subject try to suggest and subject Cody to, or Kofi to that? Now, after this, we have the Saturday morning spotlight focusing on Justin Gabriel, which may be the second time I recall doing this. Like, either that or I'm mixing it up. I know there was some segment they did early on where they showed him going back home to South Africa and like people know, recognize him saying hey you're Justin Gabriel you're from here woohoo but the video package just keeps showing him doing moonsaults 450 splashes and flying out of the ring so in essence he can't do a grounded move he just flies around everywhere so now you get match number two the main event Saturday morning slam Kurt Hawkins who even on a TVG rated show gets the uh, gets that whole moment of where his entrance is not even shown on a G-rated show, you can't have your entrance shown there. And he's going against Justin Gabriel. I don't remember Kurt Hawkins doing anything around this point since his tag team with the now known as Gabby, formerly you may remember her as Tyler Rex, since they were a tag team. Kurt Hawkins hasn't really done anything since then at this point. So Hawkins has a smart move, which I will give praise for, doing the whole thing where Justin Gabriel is bouncing off the ropes and Kurt Hawkins slides out of the ring while Gabriel hits the ropes in order to trip him up. I don't think anybody's done that before. And then even after getting back in the ring, gets a bit of offense. He locks him in a kneeling surfboard to keep Gabriel, Gabriel grounded. And Slater makes one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard. He says he can jump out of an airplane and skydive without a parachute. Okay, yeah, you can do that, but how are you going to survive? Is your hair supposed to be, like, cushioning the fall and everything like that? Because I highly doubt you can make that happen. That's not a good idea. Don't do that, kids. Don't listen to Heath Slater. He's going to get you killed. So, as right before they go to break, Gabriel's got Hawkins back on the outside. He gets this corkscrew plunge to the outside on Hawkins. They go to commercial, and you come back from break. 
Hawkins gets a slight bit of action, and then out of nowhere, Justin Gabriel gets like this sudden power bomb. 450 splash off the top rope. That's it. This feels similar to what we saw with the Barrett Yoshi Tatsu match not too long ago, where this main event was just rushed with editing and everything like that. Because it's like, oh, we got a big match to start the show, and then a garbage main event that wouldn't even main event an episode of Metal back during the main event or <laughs> during the Attitude Era. Lame. And then to close the show, actually, backstage we got Natalia once again being the interviewer, and she's interviewing mustache Cody Rhodes about his match next time against Sheamus. But first, the big question, what's up with the mustache? Why is that a question? He's got facial hair, big whoop. Why is that such a focal point? Who cares? And then Sheamus intrudes. He's like, oi, fella, I tried to grow in a mustache at seven. Then two years later, when I hit puberty, I grew in a beard. Who... Who hits puberty at nine years old and grows in facial hair at that point? Then Cody, he's like, Natalia, I want you to put over my mustache. Natalia's like, actually, Cody, your mustache looks like shit. And Seamus is like, oi, I agree. It's an underdeveloped mustache, fella. And next week, it's going to get really hairy for you. Then Seamus leaves and Cody's like, by the way, your father, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, his beard was shit. Then <laughs> left and that was it for the show. So yeah... This was a hard watch. Tag match that meant nothing. It was pretty weird. And then a main event that, just like I said, with the match between Yoshitatsu and Wade Barrett from a little while back, also rushed and pointless. That's what happens when you got 30 minutes. It's like, I know the show was taped about a month in advance. Oh my god. So anyway, let me know you all in the comment section below what you thought of this episode of Saturday Morning Slam. Like I said, I'm glad I've only got three more months of episodes set, and I know exactly when the end date is going to be before I go on to the next project. So anyway, let me know if you in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to leave a like, subscribe with the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.